Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast designed with transformational leaders like you in mind. I'm Lise Lewis, your transformational leadership coach. In each episode, you'll find help growing awareness of your mindset as a leader, be equipped with a tool to let go of unrealistic expectations and self-limiting beliefs that get in the way of your one precious life. My goal is for you to thrive as you lean in toward the leadership call God has put on your life. Join me and other leaders as we let go and lean in together. Well, welcome again to another episode of Let Go, Lean In. I'm excited today to invite and introduce to you a new friend from across the country, Simone Ginego. And Simone and I had a chance to have a previous conversation. So I know today's is going to be a, a great one and one that you'll want to listen to. So thanks again for being here. And Simone, welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. And I really, I too really enjoyed our previous conversation. So I'm excited for this new conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's always nice to, as much as, as we are doing during this pandemic, meet a new friend virtually. And the fact that you're in a state where I have family, we may get to meet face to face one day, yeah, which would be that lovely. Would be great. Yeah. yeah I would love that. Look- something to look forward to, right? Well, for those of you that are listening today, I want to share with you uh, Simone's bio. Simone Canego, best-selling author of The Extraordinary Unordinary You, is a speaker, entrepreneur, and mother to six multicultural children. With her bold witticism, larger-than-life personality, and fearless attitude, she is a powerful force for good. Sharing her journey of adopting three of her six children in foreign countries, her climb of Mount Kilimanjaro to raise cancer awareness, and all of the funny, scary, and inspiring stories that came along the way, Simone instills in her audience the powerful lesson that what you do matters. And it's the little things we do each day that make the most difference. I love that. Simone, welcome to Let Go Lean In. I am super thrilled to get to chat with you. Yeah, me too. So many stories. And and that's one of the things that we chatted about before is the power of story. And I just, I love to both, you know, reach back and make that through line evident in my guests' lives so that our listeners can recognize, oh, okay. I have leadership skills. I didn't ever think of it that way. And that's that's been one of the, the neatest things in getting feedback from people is that, wow, I, I never saw myself as a leader. And I'm thinking, my life is working. <laughs> you know? so, so I would love to hear your earliest awareness of you having leadership skills. That's always my favorite question. <laughs> it's funny because... I hadn't, again, when someone asks you a question, you, you think about stories that you haven't thought about in a really long time. And that brings back a memory from probably when I was five years old. You know, I think that leadership is, you know, part of every aspect of our life, how, how we interact, everything that we do is part of leadership. But I remember back to when I was five 
And I was kind of the leader of our little friend group on the street. So, you know, let's go, let's go catch some snakes today. That was really disturbing to my mom. She, she has a complete (laughs) fear of snakes. And I remember walking up to her, you know, carrying a couple of carrying a couple of snakes up to her car and she closed her window and he was like, don't come near me. (laughs) But I, but I do remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I remember that that was kind of how our, our neighborhood worked. You know, I would say, Hey, do you want to go ride bikes? And then we'd bikes. And at the time I didn't think about it as leadership. I just thought about it as, Ooh, this is what I want to do. But now looking back, I'm like, Oh, you know, even at five, like I was really interested in moving things forward. Right. But I I do believe that everything we do is part of leadership. I love that. And I agree. I think that we don't recognize sometimes because we're not looking from that lens. But when you have something that you want to do and you're like, Hey, you want to do this with me? That's leadership. And and I I heard somebody say, um, and I really need to look for attribution on this because this is, this is not my quote and I want to make sure whoever it is gets it. But the idea that leadership is influence. Mm. It's not the role it's the influence that you have. So like you said, everything has elements of leadership to it. So that's, that's pretty yeah. cool. I, and I, and I see that, I see that the influence part I think is so important in how we look at leadership for the, the, the time that I spent as a stay at home mom at the time, I probably didn't think of it as leadership, but looking back at it, every decision I made was a leadership and that's, you know, yeah. my kids looking back at, you know, how we, how we did things, that was kind of a a big part of it and how they see things today. And they see themselves as leaders because they're used to the decision-making process. And they understand that it's not just the leadership in a boardroom. It's in every decision that we make in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's so powerful that as a mom, you were not only modeling, but also instilling in them the decision-making process and, and that that is an aspect of, of leadership. We so often as women have been diminished in our voice Mm -hmm. and our decision-making and, and it's unfortunate that, um, that different cultures don't see women's thought process and contribution as valuable, but that is changing. Uh, my mother's generation different than mine and my daughter-in-law's generation different as well. But the thing that um, is a standout for me right now is learning to lead yourself well, the the responsibilities that we have. And that's what you were modeling and as you were being a excuse me, a stay-at-home mom, just being available and making those decisions and showing your kids this is, this is what you do. You think these things through. So tell me about your kids. Now you have six and there's still some that are at home and some out in the world, your heart walking out in the world, as they say. Yeah. yeah. I, there's still three at home. Okay. So I call myself a 50% empty nester. <laughs> and I, so my oldest is he's finishing up a master's at Stanford. My next one is a junior at Brandeis up in Waltham, Massachusetts. And my third is 
at Fordham Lincoln Center. She's a freshman there. And actually she, she walked in the door about 20 minutes ago. She's home for the week because she is fully vaccinated. So she's allowed to travel now. So it's very, very exciting to, to be able to see her and hug her again. Oh, I bet. That's wonderful. And And the youngest three are at home going to school. So yeah. Nice. Well, and that keeps you definitely busy, but that's not all you're busy with. Tell, tell us a little bit more about what's happening in your life in addition to parenting, because <laughs> that in and of itself is a full-time job. <laughs> so. Most days. Yes. So before I, I say, before I talk about what I'm doing, actually, I want to bring back the point of the leadership in our, in our, what we are doing at home, all of these oh, things that sometimes yeah. we don't feel like, you know, we're making a difference or these thoughts that, that creep into our minds. Right. So what was really interesting for me is I had a style of leadership within my family. And when I started this volunteer role where I was co-chair of this entire organization, I actually brought pieces that I think were stronger than people that didn't have that that time because I was able to interact differently. I had the the patience of dealing with six kids at a time. I had the different different qualities that I brought. Not that it made me better, but it it I realized when I went into that role that wow, all of these things, that was the moment where I said to myself, all of these things that I've been doing, you know, really created this leader that I am today because of all of these experiences. So that was really powerful for me. And moving that forward, that kind of is, you know, where I am now that I, I wrote a book that came out in October, The Extraordinary Unordinary You. And I do motivational speaking because it's really important for me to be able to share my messages. Mm. And stories are what connect us, our stories, what other there's our struggles, our shiny moments to share all of it. But to me, sharing my stories, if I can impact one person, then I really feel like it's all worth it. Sharing, sharing all the tough stuff is worth it just for that one person. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so good. I love that you had that awareness. It kind of, you know, back to the idea of a through line that what you had been doing as a mom at home with six kids made you a unique and stronger leader than you might have thought of yourself prior to all of those life experiences. And that message of helping people recognize that what they do matters Mm -hmm. is so powerful because I know that there are countless, both women and men who don't have a right view of who they are and what they offer to the world. We, you know, so many stories of, of, you know, teachers, unfortunately, that was my first career and teachers are often responsible for a a negative message that somebody carries with them as, as a wounding message for most of their days. And so to be able to speak to others and encourage them like you, you matter and what you do matters. That must be inspirational for you as well as, as the people that hear you. Do you have a a standout experience from either an individual conversation or speaking to a group where you saw that that one was 
receiving your story in a way that was powerful? Yeah, I feel I feel like it it happens I want to say pretty regularly, but I feel nice. that, you know, that we by but it took me a long time to realize that. Mm. For years, I would say when I would talk about myself, I would say I'm just a stay-at-home mom or mm. I'm just a wife, I'm just all of these things where I'm not just. None of us are just. We are. These are all parts of, you know, that, that make up who we truly are. But I remember once standing there in front of a group and telling one of our adoption stories and people had tears running down their face. And they, they said to me, a couple of people came up after that one said, I never thought about it like that before in terms of, you know, how to build a family or Mm. just unconditional love, you know, just thinking Mm. about how, how, how we work as a family. And that was really powerful because I think before that I would really look at myself and do the, I'm just, or I can't do that. Or Mm. why me? Like, it's not, I I don't have the power to do that. And it really made me take a step back and say, we all do. Like, that's the whole point. We all do. We all, we are all unique. So that part of, I'm just an ordinary girl. I am an ordinary girl. I do lots of ordinary things every day, but am unordinary as are all of us because we're all unique and we all have these extraordinary pieces inside of us, these extraordinary stories that we need to share with the world. Because when we share our stories, we impact the people around us. And it always does. It always does. People, it's true. People, it's what connects us. Yeah. Yeah. We, those, those stories are, are threads. I, I just imagine this giant tapestry of, of so many different colors that get woven together as we share, we recognize, oh, that that's a part of me. And so then this loop comes in and we're weaving this beautiful, if we're willing to look at it, beautiful image of humanity that spans the world. So many different stories, yet similarities that are there, our heartbeats for our children, the sacrifices that we make for our families, the the challenges that we face when we're like trying to step forward that uh, Stephen Pressfield calls it the resistance. And we're always going to meet the resistance when we're trying to do something new and extraordinary. <laughs> so yeah, telling the story is it, it's inspiring. Like we can see ourselves in other people's experiences and, and hopefully be more willing to, to offer what is extraordinary yeah. about us. Right. So. Yeah. And really seeing that piece, I think sometimes we, we really, we struggle to see that. I'm again, I struggled for years to see to see that piece. And I think that is, it is so important to share the things that we struggle with because we realize those stories truly connect us to other people and, and that we're not alone. And that to me is always so important because nobody should ever be alone. We should, we should always have some kind of support system. And there's always someone that will step up for someone else if they know that you need it, but you have mm-hmm. to, you have to use your voice. You have to use your words. Yeah. 
Yeah, to to be willing to tell your story of struggle, mm-hmm. to be willing to tell your story of need, that you know is a risk, and and yeah, it, part of it is is learning to be courageous, right? That mm-hmm. that I love the the root of that word is heart, the the core. I think it is in Latin. Um, that for courageous and, and finding that heart within us to be able to say, you know, this is, this is who I am. This is what I'm going through. That gives the opportunity for somebody to come along and alongside and say, Oh, I know how that feels. Let me walk Mm -hmm. with you in this season. And, and I just, um, I think the power of story and the fact that you are helping people see that is, has got to be carrying you forward, even through the challenge of not being able to, to see your daughter for a long period of time because of the pandemic and stuff, what you do matters and the leadership that you're demonstrating for so many people through your writing and your speaking and and then in your family too is is one of those things that can be replicated except that you are your extraordinary self and and yet that's the whole point of of me wanting to have conversations with so many different women and men um to, to demonstrate that we all have something to offer and equip them to take their, you know, their next step in bringing forth their extraordinary offerings. And, and to that point, I love to, to ask women and well, my guests, I've actually recently had a male guest. And so now I have to (laughs) to be careful to be more inclusive. (laughs) I cannot be gender specific anymore. Um, Anyway, uh, if you have a particular tool that you go back to that helps you keep moving forward in, in your leadership offerings and the way that you're doing your work and, and it, anything's on the table, you know, it could be going out for a two mile run every day, whatever it might be. Do you have something like that, that you rely on? Yeah, I I do. I maybe I wish it were going out for a two mile run every day, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I know, I know it's actually not me either. I had someone ask me one time, you know, tell us something that we don't know about you, and I was like, I really don't like working out. <laughs> and she's like, Really? I'm like, Really? I don't. I was like, I do it because I have to, not because I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I call it mirror moments, and I really you know, looking in the mirror and saying something positive to ourselves every morning. And that's what I do for me. So getting rid of the, I'm just peace, you know, Mm -hmm. finding something every day where I look in the mirror and say, this, this, this is going to be a great day because, you know, wait, oh, I really like your hair today. I really like your eyes today. Something, something about myself. You find one thing that you really like about yourself that day. You know, it doesn't have to be everything, but there's definitely going to be one thing. And that's, I want to start the day with something positive. And also going back to, you know, I, I really realizing our value. And Mm. so saying, really saying to myself is that 
you're not just enough. You are more than enough. Mm. Yeah. And I do, I do say this stuff to myself and my, my kids sometimes laugh, but I do think it helps them as well because the world is a tough place, especially right now. Like there is, when we talk about being alone, you know, it's, Mm. it's a time where this is our human connection, which is such, thank goodness we have this. This is such a powerful piece, but learning to love ourselves first being able to believe in ourselves, looking in the mirror and saying, I am happy exactly where I am right now. Mm-hmm. There are definitely things I still struggle with every day. I mean, th- that's part of life. But I, I choose I choose to move forward, looking in the mirror and, and saying, this is what I really love today versus this is what I really don't love today. And mm-hmm. it's all the difference in my day is starting with something really positive and I think it does, it really does, really does help us. And understanding that everything that we go to, every everything that we've gone through mm-hmm. brings us to this moment in time. So whatever mistakes we made, whatever failures we've had, yeah. it's it's led us to this moment. And this moment is a great moment. So yeah. if we if we change the way we look at things, we have a choice. We have choices yeah. every day. We yeah. can choose to be miserable or we can choose to be happy. And It is in some ways it is that simple because it's how you react to things. You Mm. can have things happen constantly. I mean, you know, we have a new puppy. I'll give that as an example. So she is the cutest ball of fluff and she goes to the bathroom on the floor all the time and you could just take her out. And so I could get super frustrated about it or I could just say, oh, she's such a cute puppy. And I go with the, she's such a cute puppy and she is going to get through this. And so am I. (laughs) Um, I know that's a really I think it's really important just to be, just to go forward with positivity because we have voice. I think that's such a great tool because we can undervalue ourselves in very subtle ways, but that subtlety is taking out our, our courage at our knees. We don't even realize those pieces of, of negative self-talk. I mean, we can look at any situation and see positive or negative. And so that negativity bias that we have just naturally, we have to be intentional about changing that perspective, not denying its existence. You know, it's like you said about not liking to exercise, like, no, I don't, but I, I wish I were, you know, physically in better shape. Well, wishing doesn't make it happen. So if that's a big deal, I need to make an intentional effort toward it. Right. Well, the same kind of thing, the, the subtle ways that, you know, we, we don't speak well of ourselves also gets heard by the people around us. And to your point, your kids might laugh and say, there you are, mom saying, I like how your hair looks today (laughs) as you're looking in the mirror. They're also hearing mom speaks positively of herself. I can do the same thing without you saying, this is what you need to do. Because the truth is more is caught than taught. and, And the power of modeling is so good, but we have to be intentional about it. It doesn't just happen. And to your earlier comment about 
I was just a stay-at-home mom, I was just a wife, was there almost an inciting incident that caused you to say, I'm going to make an intentional effort to value all of who I am? Is Was there something like that? Absolutely. That for you? Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. We, so I was at, it was one of those days where I put on my clothes to go to this event and nothing fit. And I still went, but I felt uncomfortable in my skin, already feeling bad about myself. And I'm sitting down at this women's luncheon and we have this amazing speaker, completely motivational. And as she's talking, I'm looking and I'm thinking that will never be me. I will never be that woman on stage. I will never. She created this amazing company and she just seems like she had everything together. Like she just, you know, and what a great role model. But what I went back to is, oh, that will never be me. And it was that moment where I said, and that's the whole point, Simone. Like, look at what you do in your life. Look at what you offer the world. Look at what you offer your friends and family. Like this is, this is, this important to look at because comparing myself to her, that's not going to make me feel better about myself. I need to compare mm. myself to myself. That's it. Yeah. I need to look at every day there and say, this is what I'm capable of. And so it was that moment that was truly a turning point for me. And I stopped doing the comparison and trust me, it's not like a, oh, the light, you know, I switched right. the, the light. It's still, I have to catch myself sometimes and think, why are you thinking about like that? That has no bearing mm -hmm. on what you're doing in your life. Mm -hmm. Think about the things that you're doing that can impact other people in a positive way. Not what anybody else is doing yeah. because the things that I can control, you can't control much. Um, but the things that I can control are what I'm doing, the choices yeah. that I make, how I react to things, how I move yeah. forward. And that was kind of a, it was a huge turning point for me. And not only that piece, but I also said, you got to stop being so hard on yourself. And mm -hmm. because that, all that does is lead to procrastination, right? When you say, oh, well, you know, maybe if you lose weight, then you should, you can get some new clothes. Or if you do this, it just, it, to me, it didn't lead to anything positive, right? I, I am who I am. And and we all are who we are. And we should bring forward all of these amazing things that we have to offer other people and not worry about what anybody else is doing. To me, that's so important. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, Simone. Thank you for saying that because there is so much struggle because of social media and the comparison, whether it's being a speaker or uh, an author or, you know, a young woman who's in college or whatever stage of life and, and offering the, the influence of social media is the temptation to that negative comparison and yeah. the idea that we're not enough or, or what I have is, is not as good as, or whatever. And honestly, you hit the nail on the head to be able to, at least from my experience as well, to just stop and say, hey, this is this is who I am. This is what I have to offer. And the people that I care about appreciate it. And, and if that's not a fit for you, 
maybe you're not one of my people and that's okay too because there are plenty of people in the world to interact with and and encourage and inspire and just keep offering right just keep being who you are you know this kind of is a is a transition to my other favorite question to to ask my guests and because of that comparison thing we often can look to culture to answer this question but I would love to hear your definition of what it means to thrive, because I think we all need to recognize our own definition of that and not be looking around to that comparison. Mm -hmm. So do you have a definition of what it means to thrive? Yeah, I have a definition of what, what it means to thrive. I I really think it is, it goes back to happiness and believing in ourselves. I'll give you a, a quick story that actually just happened yesterday with, with my daughter. She, she was diagnosed with Crohn's about a year ago. And so she struggles. I mean, she has severe Crohn's. They haven't gotten it under control yet. There's, she's on a biologic. Sometimes she has to take steroids to get it, you know, more under control. And for that reason, she typically stays off of a scale and she had lost a ton of weight when she first got sick. And mm. so she decided to get on the scale two days ago and uh, yesterday. And she said, and she called crying saying that, you know, I've, I've gained 10 pounds, like what's wrong with me. And I was like, you look amazing. First stop. You look amazing. Okay. That, that, that number means nothing. Yeah you know, you have to, you have to look at it differently. Like, again, we're working on health right now. We're working on mm -hmm. mental health. We're working on physical health. Mm -hmm. Scale means nothing. And she actually, um, she was going to go somewhere and she's like, I don't want to go. I'm like, get your clothes on and go. And she messaged me later and she's like, you know what? You're so right. I feel really good about myself. Mm -hmm. I don't care what the scale shows this is who I am. And I really like who I am right now. And I'm like, wow, to me, that is thriving. So, yes. you know, I think it really goes back to that piece of that happiness within yourself. And it's not, again, it, it takes a lot of work. We have to, we really have to stop comparing ourselves to others. We have to look at ourselves and see what we offer the world. And then, and because right now I feel like I am thriving. I feel like my conversations with people they just, they're so satisfying. I really feel good mm. learning from other people and just in the moment, like loving the moments that I'm having instead mm. of waiting for the next thing to happen, yeah. being in this moment right now. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. Thank you so much. And, and honestly, that is, that resonates so much with me because there's the looking forward is, is not a bad thing, but if you're yearning for what was or longing for what isn't, then you're missing out on, on the beauty of just having this conversation and learning from you and being reminded the simple practices of saying something positive to start the day is, is so foundational. And, and yet it needs to be intentional. You can't just assume it's going to happen. 
This has been such a delightful, and I'm sorry that it's like, you know, the tech that took and what, what you as listeners don't know is that we had to spend all this crazy time because my tech was not working the right way. And thank you that it's worked this much so far. And, and thank you for your gracious gift of time, Simone. It, it has been delightful to just hear a, a snippet. And, and for those of you listening on the show notes, I will have all the ways to get connected with Simone and to find her book because we all need to be reminded of the extraordinary and ordinary you and that what you do matters. I, I am so grateful to have met you through an internet connection and I do look forward to more conversations. So thank you again for being here today. Me too. And it really was an honor to be here and I enjoyed every minute. So thank you so much for including me today. Yes, you bet. And stay positive. I love that. (laughs) Thanks so much for taking time to be with me today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please head over to iTunes and like, subscribe, and leave a review. I know this sounds like a shameless plug, but honestly, your actions on iTunes are the best way other leaders like yourself will find this podcast. I really appreciate it. I would also love to hear your thoughts about the podcast. Let me know what you learned or what you'd like to learn next. I want to invite you to visit lisalewiscoaching.com and sign up for my newsletter where you'll receive just two emails a month with tips and tools on how to further get in your life. Thanks again.